Michael Snow and Brett Neer and Garden here, and uh, we're going to do this now weekly. We're going to make this a weekly thing, and if you've seen Western Sports Roundup, you may have seen it on there as well, but what we're going to do is we're going to break down the most impressive athletes of each week and kind of take a look back at who's been the most impressive really from a number standpoint and kind of break down their numbers, their earnings, what they need to do throughout the rest of the year to make sure they get inside that top 15, just really kind of break down the stats of everything. So, Brett, we got a couple guys today, and – we're going to start with a couple bull riders, and I want to start with a young one, a rookie bull rider. And we often don't talk about rookie bull riders, but Creek Young is a guy I think we just have to talk about because this year he's been uh, as impressive as anybody, obviously as impressive as any rookie throughout the entire PRCA. He's a 20-year-old kid with eight go-around wins on the season. That includes two extreme bulls wins as well. So he's showing up at the big events, and now he sits inside the top 10 at sixth with just under – $90,000 in earnings. He's been really outrageous this year, to be completely honest. Yeah, and that big stretch you just talked about, you talked about those extreme bull wins, just won one in Lee County, and then he goes on to win the actual rodeo there too. So a ton, a ton of money won for him in New Mexico. And over that stretch, so he had a stretch between July 28th and August 7th, where he got on six bulls, or he got on five bulls, excuse me. He was five for five and won over $12,000 in that stretch because he also won the Kit Carson Pro Rodeo the same weekend that he won both events, the Extreme Bulls and the Rodeo in Lee County. So you mentioned all the way up to number six behind that host of top five guys who are all over 100K. So he's got a little work to do to catch him. Mm-hmm. But for just 20 years old, he's riding 47% of his bulls. He's averaging 83 points. And like I just mentioned, he's proven that he can go on stretches where he can go five for five, five for six, stuff like that, and really, really get rolling, which he really is right now. I mean, he's been been a terrific bull rider. And all, honestly, kind of came out of nowhere in terms of all the the young bull riders. And we talked at the very beginning of the year about a guy like J.R. Stratford. And we kind of started talking about guys like T.J. Gray, Laramie Mosley. Quietly Creek Young that whole time. He was winning checks. He stayed consistent all year. He kept riding bulls. Like I mentioned, he's close to 50%. And then he finally had that big week that all guys are kind of looking for as they make that final NFR stretch, that stretch where he really, really exploded, which is what he had over the last 10 days. Well, isn't that the most surprising part about this? Is This is kind of like a slow burn with, with him. You know, It's been something that you mentioned has been going on all season, but maybe we did him a little bit of a disservice not talking about him throughout. But this just shows – Right, that you really, I mean, if you're consistent throughout the year and have that one big, that one big weekend, you can make your entire season. And a guy like Creek Young has essentially done just that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this has been a slow burn for him. And uh, another bull rider that I want to talk about, Dustin Bouquet. He's been very good as well. He's averaging over 84 and a half points per ride this season, which would be a career best if the season ended today. And he currently sits number seven in the world standings, which would also tie a career high finish for him. So he's been as good as he has ever been. And I feel like we say this about a lot of guys. I think it's just been that good of bull riding this year. I mean, you get a guy like JB Mooney to come over Sage is now, uh, you know, whatever you want to call it, a redemption tour. Uh, you know, I want to prove I'm still the main guy, whatever you want to say. Championship form. Exactly. He's been as good as anybody else as well. But Dustin Bouquet, I mean, we're going to have a lot of interesting storylines going into the NFR. And like I said, this year is all about career highs for Dustin. He's never had more than one 90-point ride. This year he has two. This year he has 21 85-point rides or higher, which is a crazy set in and of itself. That's already more than he's ever had with still a month and a half to go in the season. And his 10 go-around wins are the most of any season for him as well. And I think the craziest thing for Dustin is he was struggling, maybe not struggling is the right word, but he was 
Uh, he wasn't living up to his standards for the majority of the year. Since July 1st, he's won over $31,000. It's August 12th right now. I mean, that's a month and 10 days, essentially, where he's won $31,000, and that's what jump has jumped him into the top 10, and you can pretty much lock him into his third career NFR appearance. Yeah, you mentioned uh, kind of how the ups and downs go. I think he's been a perfect example of what a rodeo season can look like on the road because you mentioned how much he's won since July 1st. He also had a stretch from July 2nd to 20th, I think was the time, where he went close to three weeks without winning a check. He got bucked off nine straight bulls. And how did he respond? By going 11 of his next 14. So he was, he, like I said, he hadn't run a bull. He's 0 for his last nine. He goes to Spanish Fork, rides for 92 points, wins $8,000, and that just starts this incredible run he's been on ever since, really. And, and like I mentioned, that's just kind of how it goes sometimes. I mean, imagine going to nine different rodeos, never winning a check, wondering if you're even going to make the NFR this year, and then all of a sudden you have a stretch where you win $20,000 in just a few weeks, and you're looking in seventh place, and like you said, almost a shoo-in again. So him, Creek Young, are perfect examples in that 6-7 spot. To be in that top five, you have to be consistent, winning go-arounds, winning rodeos all year long. But it does prove that you can come into the NFR on the outskirts of the top 10 or just in the top 10 if you get really, really hot, win some of these extreme bulls events, and then win some of these bigger tour rodeos like those two guys have done in just the past two weeks. So for these bull riders we just talked about, what's your goal for the rest of the season? Because right now, if you look at the standings, I mean, Sage has got $175,000 in earnings. It's going to be, you're not catching him during the regular season. Is your goal at this point, do you pick out a number and say, I've got to get here before the NFR to get that chance at a gold buckle? Or are you just saying, I'm going to go out and try and win as much money as possible and whatever happens, happens? I think you have to try to win as much money as possible, but I also think there should be kind of a target number going into the NFR. Yeah. And I would say that number that every guy should be trying to get to, if they want to win the gold buckle this year, would probably be about $150,000, $160,000, because then that puts you in a position where obviously there's going to be guys ahead of you and guys can still beat you then if you have that much money. But you then put yourself in a position where if you make $150,000, $200,000, like we saw guys, Ryder Wright, Stetson Wright, Haley Kinzel, if you can kind of compete for that Top Gun award, then you have a chance. And I think that's where everyone is kind of trying to be, especially in bull riding, where ground money can really become a big factor in the NFR when guys aren't riding and you're collecting bigger checks for maybe just making the whistle. And so I, so I think in bull riding, when you can win much, much more money like that, I think you have to be looking to be in that 150000 and have the goal of looking at 300000 350000 by the end of the NFR. And I think 150 is kind of the magic number to be in striking distance for that ultimate number. Yeah, because a guy like Sage, he's not slowing down anytime soon. He lost it last year, and he's going to do everything possible to get his seventh this year, uh, especially with the lead he has right now, $50,000 over Stetson. Uh, we talked about the young guys, Brett. Let's talk about, I don't want to call him old, but an older gentleman of the PRCA, Stockton Graves. He's been, I mean, would you call this maybe the biggest surprise of the PRCA this year? He hasn't made an NFR, and all of a sudden now he's in fifth place in the world standings with over 65000 on the season. And when you look at his numbers, we have numbers that date back to 2012, thanks to the PRCA uh, and their stats. He's averaging 5.13 ride seconds per run, uh, which is, I mean, frankly, kind of ridiculous with what he's done in the past up to this point. Yeah, you look at, um, you mentioned those stats go back to 2012, which do kind of wrong him because he made nine NFRs between 2002 and mm -hmm. 2011 when he was, when he was starting out. 
Um, so he hasn't been in the NFR in over a decade. And we've kind of come to know him as more of a coach now. I mean, you hear about mm-hmm. him on the road with Bridger Anderson. He's, he hazed for him at the NFR last year. Hazes for a lot of guys um, when he's been at the rodeos. But he has been another guy who you look at a specific stretch just since August. He's seven of eight. He's got four runs of less than four seconds already, and he's already made seven total checks. Five of those have been 1,500 or more. Uh, He just won the Lee County Rodeo. He just won Kansas' biggest rodeo last weekend. So if he can keep piling on stuff like that, I mean, he's already up to fifth place in the world standings. And we've kind of talked of a guy like Luke Branquino, for example, is is not a perfect guy to compare him. But Luke's had some injuries. Luke's now in his early 40s. He hasn't been to the NFR since 2018. And we are marveling at Luke's comeback at the beginning of this year. That's what we are marveling at. Well, Stockton hasn't been in 10 years. He's higher than Luke in the world standings. He's older and he's had more time with less bulldogging than Luke has. Like I said, for, cause for the better part of 10 years, he's been kind of trying to make the NFR, but hasn't quite been. So, so to go to hit the road hard this year at 42, and I, I would love to talk to him and figure out what made him decide to to do it. What made him decide this year was the year, because you mentioned you can look at pretty much every stat and he's as good as he's been since he was 32 years old in 2011, which again was the last time he made the Wrangler NFR. Yeah. Since, since that last NFR, his highest finish is 20th in the world standings. And obviously he's had a lot of other things going on and he's 42 and he's coaching and he's doing all of that. But I mean, for a guy, you know, it's the whole can't teach an old dog new tricks. Well, I mean, when he's a coach, he's teaching all the young guys. So you finally see him kind of, I don't even know if it's step up again. I think it's just a recommitment to really hitting the road as hard as he can, because you look at his overall numbers, you know, there's $50,000 a year, there's $40,000 a year, but this is $65,000 season already. And I think, you know, when you see that, those bright shining lights of Vegas and you, you'd been there before, you kind of think, you know, I got to give it a go at least one more time. And I don't know if this is going to be the last time he really gives it a go, but he's locked himself in to the NFR already. And I think he becomes immediately probably the best story of this NFR, you know, can the, can the old guy, can the teacher, can the, you know, can he do it one more time? And I mean, there's no reason, absolutely no reason. I think he can't do it again, averaging 5.1 seconds per run. I mean, uh, kind of a Renaissance form as well. Um, and the final guy that we want to talk about is Cole Franks and Cole Franks is somebody uh, right now. He's averaging 80.3 points per ride. He's number 12, in the world standings with over $51,000 in in earnings on the season. But over the last two weeks, Brett, he has been maybe the best bareback rider in the world. And I don't think that's that big of a stretch to say Uh, he's averaging 87 and a half points per ride, including his only career 90 point or high ride over the last couple of weeks. So when you, when you kind of break down what he's done, he's really kind of the epitome of go big or go home because he's, he goes through stretches and we talked about this earlier with a guy like Dustin. You, you go through stretches where you don't have a lot of checks, and then all of a sudden he's earned over $10,000 since the beginning of the Cheyenne Frontier Days in late July. Uh, so this is a guy who clearly finds his rhythm. You know, last week he, was, he, he uh, won the Carson Community Rodeo with a 92-point ride. He took a round one in Dodge City with a 90-point ride, and then he goes to the finals and has a 93-point ride on gunfire. I mean, his only – the only time he's ever been over 90 is in this last week and a half or so. And he has been, like I said, just about as good as anybody. And we talked about kind of those stretches that he goes through. During Calgary, he was averaging over 82 points a ride and earned $12,000. Earlier in the season, 
uh, between San Angelo Rodeo and the Cinch and the Cinch's World Toughest Rodeo, he earned over seven thousand dollars and averaged eighty-five points a ride. So yes, he might only be averaging eighty point three points per ride on the season, but this is a guy who, let's say, he gets hot during the NFR, he can he can compete with quite literally anybody in the world as he showed over these last couple of weeks. Yeah, he reminds me a lot of what Jess Pope did last year. Another young bareback rider, a tough bareback mm -hmm. rider, a guy who was just kind of waiting to put together. And I think Jess, I, I may be wrong about this. I think he entered mm -hmm. roughly seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, somewhere in that range in the world standings. And then, like you mentioned, he got hot and he won the, the NFR average and averaged mm -hmm. 83, 84 points a ride to, to win the entire NFR average in his first appearance. So mm -hmm. it can be done. It can be done in the bareback riding. We saw it last year. I mean, Cole obviously has great mentorship in his dad, Brett, um, is a terrific, terrific rodeo coach mm -hmm. at Clarendon College. Um, so obviously has that. And this is a guy who was, who was just at the college finals. He's the all-around college finals champion this year. So I don't know how much that necessarily factors into the NFR, but there is something to be said about a guy who knows how to make high-pressure rides, a guy who knows how to win a, a world title, and someone who is in that capacity in college just done it this same summer. And you mentioned in Calgary, we'd kind of heard his name before. I feel like that was his real coming out party yeah. was at the Calgary Stampede when you had names like Tim O'Connell and Jess Pope winning a lot of checks there. And Cole Franks was right there with him every step of the way. I mean, he won checks on four of his five bucking horses he got on in Calgary. So for your first time there, that'll take any cowboy far. And that'll really, I'd imagine, grow your confidence moving forward when you're, when you're a young kid just trying to crack that top 15 like he is this year. Yeah, and his job, I mean, is obviously definitely not done. Right now, he sits just $7,000 in front of that 15th spot, which is obviously the cutoff in Taylor Broussard. Brett, before we go, I quickly want to talk about that. We have the bubble coming up. So what we're going to do is really kind of monitor, and that's kind of what we're going to turn these weekly segments into is, hey, here are the guys who are right on that bubble. Here are the guys who are performing well. But how stressful, and we saw it last year with a guy like Chad Rutherford and Wynn Ratliff at the Gold Buckle knockout late in the season. How stressful is it for these guys who are on the bubble? Maybe – you know, not necessarily even for a young guy who's just trying to get his footing, but those guys who have been around for a while, I mean, if you're in 16th, 17th, 18th spot, you I mean, you don't want to go into every rodeo feeling like there's a lot of pressure on you because there already is regardless. But these last this last month, month and a half or so is going to be about as stressful of a time, whether you're at a rodeo winning $10,000 or $2,500 or $1,200, every single dollar counts these last couple of weeks. Yeah, and this is when you'll really find out every single dollar counts. I forgot what the, the mm -hmm. total was. I think it was something like 200 bucks or something going in. Yeah. That's what Chad Rutherford mm -hmm. led Win led Ratliff by going into the gold buckle knockout. And it gets especially tough if you're uh, – because there's kind of two schools of thought, right? You can either look at the standings or just completely go do your job. And I don't know what kind of guy you want to be, but let's say you're a bareback rider and you do want to look at the standings. I'm just going to read this right now because here's the guy's – 12 through 20. These are just the guys in your bubble range that you're competing with. These guys are about $12,000 apart. So you have Cole Franks in 12th, Oren Larson in 13th, Jamie Howard in 14th, Taylor Broussard in 15th, Shane O'Connell 16, Wyatt Denny 17, Mason Clemens 18, uh, Chad Rutherford 19, Will Lowe 20th. So every single rodeo, you know you are either in between those guys trying to catch them to get up to 15 or stay in your spot at 12, 13, 14, or are you behind them trying to chase down one of those guys? And that is just in the 12 to 20 range. And every single one of those guys 
except for Cole Franks, has been to an NFR before. So that's how tough it gets to make an NFR. If you just look at that, and I'm sure we haven't, we don't have it in front of us right now. You could do that for pretty much every oh, event. Yeah. It's loaded 12 to 20, 20th. You're, you're incredibly talented. It's no walk in the park. I mean, a guy like Jake Finley in the saddle bronc riders kind of feels like he's always been 16th, 17th, 18th, the last three, four years. And he feels like he's one of the most talented guys in saddle bronc riding now. He's never been to an NFR because that's how hard it can be to be hanging out on the bubble like that, like you mentioned. Well, that's, what, that's uh, pretty much what we're going to do weekly here. It's going to be, uh, especially these last couple of weeks, really exciting to monitor these, these numbers and who's moving up and down in the standings. Uh, and don't forget, if you ever want to catch all of the rodeo that maybe is on broadcast or not on broadcast, you want rodeo on demand, you want to make sure you get to 2021 NFR as well, you can do it all on the Cowboy Channel Plus app for just $99.99 annually.